and camaraderie that comes with with heat treating it seems like and um the companies that i've worked for have always put education first you know they they really want to teach their people and if i had to list things i would say the educational opportunities were the top and then you know it, it was the people and the work honestly as a as a younger person 19 20 years old when i started um you know i was i was racking loads to go into furnaces and things like that and and it was almost like getting paid to work out you know <laughs> a gem membership so that really sparked my interest as a as a younger man for sure greg sheldon here your host of metal steel manufacturing and business pro podcast where you learn everything about the metals and manufacturing industry that make your modern day life possible okay so today we're here with joe mcbride from on time labs and uh we've been talking for 10 minutes or so maybe more and uh joe's story similar to mine came through um from the from the floor up and um he really recognized there was a need for timing and we were discussing how uh that doesn't happen today so it's a great um I, I would call it a market dominating position you could call it many things but they just recognize that it's something that's needed and it's more about time than it is about money so um welcome joe thank you for coming on the show thank you for having me you're welcome so i we've been talking for a while but i just i think i know you gave me your story but would you be willing to share your story again so that uh we could all learn a bit more and then I'll ask some more questions from there. Uh, my name is Joseph McBride, Joe McBride. I'm the general manager of On Time Labs. We are a material testing company in Troutdale, Oregon. I've been in the uh, metals industry for about 18 years now. I started as a uh, novice working the floor in a heat treating shop locally here in Oregon. And I fell in love with the industry i fell in love with heat treating and the ability to continually learn new things um so i was a heat treater for about 10 years and i was recruited by another heat treating company to help come and and install and run their quality program i i took that opportunity a, about seven years ago and in the course of, of running that quality program, I recognized a need for material testing and how it just didn't seem fast enough or that it, it seemed prone to, to errors, uh, samples getting lost in the mail and, you know, those types of things. And uh, I approached the, the owner of the company at the time and we discussed that need and he decided to to back that venture, and we started as an internal division under the name of Oregon Metallurgy, and off after about a year and so, and started taking on external customers, and On Time Labs was born. Um, awesome. <laughs> in, in the process of of realizing the the need for it, we there was a core set of tests for heat treaters that constantly plagued them from having to ship product and so that's originally how we we started our foundation is we're going to start with what we know which was just metallography and, and micro hardness testing really and uh we've 
statistical testing and and alpha case analysis and and all types of other things based on our customers' demand. Wild ride, been great. <laughs> cool, man. Well, that's awesome, and it's just I love that you recognize the need for that, and you know, and then provided it. Um, cause sometimes a lot of stories don't start that way. It's like, I think I can do this better than my boss. So I, but you did it a little differently and you saw the demand for something that it was almost like there's this thing missing in my marketplace. I'm going to make something to solve that problem. And that is how business is supposed to go. <laughs> so that's good. So how's, uh, how's that been? Well, let me actually go back. So your heat treating experience. What did you like about that so much? Was it the people in the industry? Cause that's one of my favorite parts. Um, I'm wondering, you know, what was it about the heat treating that you liked? Uh, well, it was the variety of people, the, the, um, just the class of, of people and, and camaraderie that comes with, with heat treating, it seems like. And um, the companies that I've worked for, have always put education first you know they they really want to teach their people and if i had to list things i would say the educational opportunities were the top and then you know it, it was the people and the work honestly as a as a younger person 19 20 years old when i started um you know i was i was racking loads to go into furnaces and things like that and and it was almost like getting paid to work out you know <laughs> a gem membership so that really sparked my interest as a as a younger man for sure fair enough fair enough so what kind of heat what was the heat treating for what was the product you were putting in the oven? oh it was uh it was buried uh, a bunch of different product anything from aerospace product to um little tiny gears for power tools and okay. everything in between interesting so were you de-stressing them or were they being hardened or what was the Hardened, through hardened, uh, carburized, case hardened. Um, there was nitriding, uh, vacuum hardening. It's, uh, yeah, aluminum processing. Again, it was pretty wide and varied. So it, uh, yeah, hardening, annealing, normalizing. Awesome, man. Awesome. Cool. The whole gambit. So there you go. So, so now, so those are a lot of things you do now, right? So what are, if we could run through, what are kind of some of the services you guys do other than being on time, of course. So what is it, you know, within on-time labs that you guys do? Well, so on-time labs doesn't actually perform any heat treating. We actually receive samples from heat treaters and other, other customers and companies that just need verification that their sample meets certain specifications. So, uh, you know, for instance, in our, in our metallography lab, you know, a customer says, hey, this has been heat treated, you know, 40 to 45 HRC, and it, it needs to be tempered martensite on its microstructure. Can you verify that for me? And so that's what we do. We get paid to cut it up, etch it, mount it, put it under a microscope, look at it with a highly skilled metallurgical eye and say, that is tempered martensite. And its hardness is, you know, 43.2 Rockwell. It meets your spec. <laughs> there you go. So how close do you have to be 
on the hardness on the rock well? Can you be over but not under, or how does that work roughly? Well, it all depends on the customer's specification. Okay. Uh, if the customer calls it out, or if it's a governing specification by ASTM, okay. typically a customer will tell us what it needs to be. Okay. And you know, there's tight tolerances, you know, 40 to 42, 40 to 41. And those are Rockwell hardnesses. Uh, you know, we do micro hardness testing, which is actually a lot more of what we do, um, which could be, you know, a 420 hardness nuke, you know, which very, very minuscule indentation, mm-hmm. but it's plotted out, uh, you know, kind of in a straight line. And then it tells us where that material achieves, you know, 50 Rockwell equivalent. And that would be typically, uh, you know, where that's the qualifying hardness for the outer core of that material, okay. along with its its microstructure. Okay. All right. So, so some of the pain points of your clients, um, just because because you came through it, right, and you saw that there was. I, I want to talk about the on time stuff because I just think it's great. Um, and what happens for somebody to come to you? Like, is it an emergency situation or is it they need a couple of days to turn things around or how does all that work? Uh, well, you know, there's there's been instances where there's what's called failures in the field. Uh, you know, for instance, like an oil field, you know, in Texas, you know, one of their machines may break down and they need, they need to get a replacement gear in there as fast as they can. Well, the replacement gear that they're putting in there uh, needs to be qualified that it's going to stand up to the load. And so they'll send in a section of that gear and say, we need to qualify that its case hardness is, you know, 70,000 feet minimum to a 50 Rockwell and that it, it has tempered martensite, for instance, you know, in its, in its uh, case hardening, you know, heat treat affected area. and by tomorrow because you know we're losing you know ten thousand dollars a day every time every day this machine's down so that's really okay we can get it to you in 24 hours and you can get your gear back in that that uh, oil well as quickly as possible with the highest level of confidence <laughs> right on man that's cool so what kind of area are you guys serving are you serving west coast the whole u.s or in Portland. Right now we are, are regionally west coast from Washington down into Texas, Idaho, and a little bit of Utah. And we are expanding basically every day. Right on. Further east. Cool, man. Cool. Um, so are there licenses that are required for what you do? Um, there's no. accreditations. Uh, we are A2LA 17.5 accredited. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, that means that we have a, a management system and place to make sure that what we're doing and what we're, we're reporting are accurate and that they are third party evaluated uh, to be completely unbiased and that we're, we're living up to the standard. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Um, do you have to have an engineer in house? Uh, we do have an on-staff, highly-degreed metallurgist, yeah. Okay, good. Good, good, good. All right. Um, 
So what kind of clients do you have? Oil and gas and clearly, but you have oil and gas. Um, we, from what we understand, a uh, couple of our clients send in some automotive product to be tested. Oil and gas. Uh, we do a lot of foundry work. There's a lot of times when a foundry, you know, uh, pours a cast and things like that, they have to have it qualified for, you know, for the heat lot and things like that. So we get a lot of foundry work. Uh, um, oil and gas, some uh, automotive that's you know second tier, and then you know we we just kind of oddballs every now and then, and where there's just a customer that says, well, we just need to get this tested. Don't necessarily qualify them in an industry because <laughs> maybe a one-off customer, but it's still you know every job's important. That customer needs their job tested, so that's what we do for them. Yeah, man. Well, of course, you're not going to turn them away. <laughs> you're not going to say go away. I don't want, you know, um, curious, you know, what's your not overly long term plan, but like where are you looking to expand to not geographically, but more so what's your client base? Like, what are you looking to do? Um, and maybe some further things in your business down the road. Well, we are looking at bringing some more capability in-house uh, or expanding on our current capabilities in our Met Lab right now. Uh, and as far as clientele and things like that, we are currently evaluating um, NAVCAP accreditation, which would allow us to test aerospace product for uh, you know the, the OEM primes and things like that if needed. Uh, mm -hmm market for us a lot of our our uh, our industry friends a lot of the people that are in our industry do those aerospace products uh, and things like that and we don't necessarily want to move into their space we just want to be able to offer that to our clientele as well interesting you ever find that because i've dealt with some fortune 100 clients before and some are easier to work with than others i'm just wondering the bureaucracy of it all like when it push comes to shove and you got to deliver like are they easy to deal with because they they need this thing done on time or because i found some places are difficult when it comes to um <laughs> steering a ship you know the big ship that it is just to, to get things done do you find that at all uh you know we have not ran across that yet um which is surprising actually but uh <laughs> we we do work with some big fish, but uh, we have our clothing in place to basically allow us a little bit of, of that gray room. Um, we like to schedule our work. When, when we receive the work in, we like to schedule it on uh, a certain time frame that is below what we quote our customer turn time. That helps keep us uh, within the box, if you will. And we alert the customer right away if we don't think we're going to hit our internal due date, which customers seem to very much appreciate because, well, they're not expecting it for another two days. But hey, we were aiming for this day. We're, we're actually going to be another. Responsiveness more than anything else and being informed of the things that are happening. Yeah. Uh, so steering steering the big ship and the, the big clientels, we haven't really had a dissatisfied customer yet. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. 
Well, it sounds like if you just keep doing what you're doing, you'll be all right. But I love the under promise over deliver mindset. That's awesome. That's good. Um, we need more of that. But since there's not a lot of it, it's good for you. Um, cool, man. So where where do people find you? Uh, you can find us almost everywhere. Uh, we're online. We have our website, ontimelabs.com. Uh, we are pretty active on LinkedIn. Our LinkedIn page is, is pretty active. It posts quite a few different things, um, as well as my own personal LinkedIn. Uh, it's got a lot of our on-time labs information on there as well. We have a Facebook page uh, right here in Troutdale, Oregon. Signs are all over the place. Um, we've advertised directly to quite a few of our customers. Uh, you know, sometimes we'll just send them a water bottle. We'll, we'll email, you know, just to say, hey, it's been a while since we've talked. Want to touch base, make sure everything's okay. So find us pretty much anywhere. Right on, man. Right on. Um, one last question. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Like, what's well, maybe it's a few questions. Um, the the demographic within just by age in your company. Like, are there any younger people? Is it mainly around your age? Uh, so I am 39, almost 40. Yeah, uh, me too. Our operations specialist is younger than me, and she's very passionate about our industry. Uh. Our metallurgist is obviously uh, uh, more experienced than me, is I guess the best way we'll put that. <laughs> highly degreed and highly intelligent. He's way more intelligent than I wish I could ever be when it comes to those types of things. Uh, the A student, I'm the, I'm the C student. but uh, Yeah, me too. Uh, so yeah, I, would, I would say our, our demographic of employees are, are, are pretty varied. Uh, but every individual in our organization is is passionate about what we do, which I think is what brings everybody together. Cool, man. That's awesome. So how do you think you can attract more passionate people? Because on this podcast, we're always looking for ways to get new people from a younger generation or our generation in this industry. You know, is there something you can add? Well, I think for people of our generation it's it's kind of the basic you know um staples of what we're used to right we want steady employment we want good benefits you know a little bit of paid time off you know uh, those types of things are in our minds prerequisite right that's what what uh makes a good career but i think in younger generations it really does depend uh and Things like flex scheduling, which is hard in our industry to do, but uh, things like flex scheduling, paid time off, um, it just, it, it really depends on the individuals and the, the demographic base. But I think, I think there's certain room to be able to tailor to those certain things. And I think if you can provide those things within within a box. I mean, no company wants to be taken advantage of. And of I don't course. think necessarily that any employee wants to take advantage of a company either. But yeah. uh, you know, if you can put fence posts on it and allow that certain freedom, I think employees, younger employees appreciate those benefits and that attracts them to your company because I think it's more about culture and value these days than than it is about 
a paycheck or a long-term career, if that makes sense, right? That make, makes perfect sense, yeah. yeah. Longtime Labs tries to leverage those types of things to get or, um, you know, if you need flex scheduling, let's work with you on that as far as setting what those hours may look like. And as long as we ensure that it doesn't impact our production schedule, which we can schedule with, then totally work with employees on that. And we do. And our employees seem to like that a lot. Good. Good, man. Cool. All right, Joel. Well, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate your time. Greg Sheldon here, your host of Metal Steel Manufacturing and Business Pro Podcast, where you learn everything about the metals and manufacturing industry that make your modern day life possible.